stuff. Welcome to episode 34 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Sarah Aroeste, who put out a brand new album called Hora de Despertar, which is in Ladino. Do you know what Ladino is? I don't know what Ladino is. That's not true. I do know what Ladino is because Sarah told me all about it. And in addition, if you stay tuned all the way to the end, you can hear Sarah's very, very excellent song, Las Comidas, in its entirety. And if you go to my website, www.goodstuffpod.com, you can see the video for Las Comidas. Very, very excellent stuff. In addition, because today is episode 34, it seems like a great time to honor one of my all-time favorite Buffalo Bills, Thurman Thomas, who wore number 34 when he played for the Bills by debuting a brand new segment called Good Stuff Sports. That's right, I'll talk to my resident sports expert and analyst, Zachy, who knows a thing or two about the World Series and the upcoming NBA season. Of course, we'll also have a 4 plus 1 segment where I count down the top four songs in my car, and in addition, one that I try to get my kids to listen to, sometimes with success, sometimes without. Hope you enjoy today's episode. For anything and everything that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, you can always go to www.goodstuffpod.com. That's www.goodstuffpod.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you at the end of the show. It's four plus one. The top four songs in my car plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. Coming in at number four this week is Take Ten by Key Wild and Mr. Clark. Feeling I'm mad. I feel bad. This is the worst morning I've ever had. Count to ten. Start all over again. Number three, and this is kind of going along with the numbers theme for a little bit, is Number Ten by the Kerplunks. Seven leads to eight, and nine leads to ten. Number ten. Number three is a return. It's The Laundry by Charlotte Diamond. Once I'm done putting this episode of the podcast on, you better believe I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of laundry. In my back room, and never ever goes away. It's the And number one is a classic, Boom Boom, Ain't It Great to Be Crazy by Kids Up. Boom Boom, Ain't It Great to Be Crazy. Boom Boom, Ain't It Great to Be Crazy. Giddy and foolish the whole day long. Boom Boom, Ain't It Great to Be Crazy. A horse and a flea and three blind mice. And our plus one this week is Happy Together by The Turtles. This is a classic. You gotta love this one. If you've seen Ernest Goes to Camp, you know where my love for this song originally started, and it's carried through for a long, long time. Enjoy. This 
you liked anything you heard on this week's 4 Plus 1 Countdown, you can find all of this music on Amazon, Spotify, or Apple Music. Support these artists. And you for me, so happy together. We're here with the Good Stuff Kids sports correspondent, Zachy. Zachy, tomorrow is a big day. Why is tomorrow a big day? Because the basketball season and the first game of the World Series is starting, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the same day? Yeah! Oh, my goodness. So, Zachy, what's your favorite basketball team? The Golden State Warriors. Yeah, and do you have a favorite player? Um... Right now, I would actually say Kevin Durant. Yeah. Do you think? Do you have any other favorite players on the Warriors? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Thompson, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Well, yeah. and Iguodala. Yeah. So we don't know who the Cubs' starting pitcher is going to be in Game One of the World Series. Who do you but think it should be? We think it should be Jake Arrieta or or um, John Lester or John Lackey. It could be any of those three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably all of those would be good choices. Who do you think is going to win the World Series? I don't know yet. You don't know yet? I don't know yet. You don't know either? I don't know yet. Okay, we have another junior junior sports correspondent yeah, here. Um, um, so, Zachy, who's your favorite player on the Cubs? Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant? Uh, who else? I'm going to get up now. Jake Arrieta. Okay. Well, thank you for being our sports correspondent. And Anthony Rizzo and Addison Russell. Yeah, they're all good players. So it is uh, is truly very cool to to welcome new friend, new friend with a <laughs> lot of, of connections that we just figured out, Sarah. And Sarah, can you pronounce your last name so I don't completely butcher sure. it? <laughs> Arrowesti. Sarah Arrowesti to the show, and Perfect. Sarah's Sarah's got an interesting story, and I'm I'm really excited to uh, to to ask her to share some of what she does with us. Tell me, tell so you reached out to me, and I was thrilled to uh, to hear from you, and and you have a very unique um, viewpoint and perspective. Fill fill our listeners in on on what you are about. Sure. So I specialize in a pretty esoteric language and culture called Ladino. And most people have never heard of it. Um, So here it is. It is a 15th century dialect of Judeo-Spanish. So it's a specific dialect of Spanish that was born out of the Inquisition. So in 1492, not only did Columbus sail the ocean blue, Um, there was this major world event called the Inquisition. And uh, during the course of the Inquisition, basically any family that did not want to be Catholic was asked by the king and queen of Spain to leave. And so mostly Jews, but also other um, other faiths were kicked out. And the Jewish people dispersed primarily across the Mediterranean basin and North Africa. And as they left, they didn't know that they wouldn't be returning to Spain. They figured it was, you know, maybe 
a week or two and they'd be coming back home. Um, but no, in fact, they were not allowed to return. So they took this Spanish that they had been speaking. Everyone was speaking at the time. It was 15th century Castilian Spanish. And they combined it with the languages of the countries where they ended up settling. So a lot of people think that Ladino is a mixture of Spanish and Hebrew. Um, in essence, it's actually um, a little bit more than that. At its core, it's Castilian Spanish, but it has a little bit of, let's say, French, Italian, Greek, Turkish, Arabic, Hebrew, little bits and pieces of languages from all the countries that you would that you would see on a map, basically from Spain all the way to the Middle East. And so it's this beautiful pan-Mediterranean hybrid language that for hundreds of years was a major language spoken in the Mediterranean. And for a variety of reasons, it is in decline now, but um, it's just, it's tragic that so few people have heard of it because it really is just a, a, a world culture treasure. Are you, would you say that you're fluent in Ladino? So I tell people I sing it fluently, um, which is to say that I don't have a lot of opportunity to speak it fluently anymore because there are so few native-born speakers left. Um, I deal with it every day. I have colleagues all around the world, so I'm certainly reading and writing in it every single day. And all my material, which is original, is written in Ladino, but I wouldn't say that I speak it every day. Um, but I'd like to think that I sing it fluently. You sing it fluently, and you you put out how many how many records have you put out in in Ladino? I've, yep, um, completely in Ladino. I put out four records. Okay, and my and, most recent one is the kids one. Right, so we'll, we'll still get to that. So yeah. what what is it about Ladino that that is so personally relevant to you? Well, for me, it's my my heritage. So my grandfather was born in the Ottoman Empire, which sounds really old today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it was over 100 years ago that he came to the United States. But um, at the time that he was born, um, it was the Ottoman Empire. And today, the town that he was from, called Monastir, would be in present-day Macedonia. Uh, but he came to America not um, during any major world wars that we would know, but it was during the Balkan Wars. And his family came to the United States with you know, virtually nothing. And uh, he worked his way up in America. And, you know, it's, it's really a typical immigrant story. I don't think my story is particularly unique in that my family was escaping war. So when they came to America, they wanted to assimilate quickly. They wanted to find success in their new country. And so sadly, they left a lot of their other, you know, their old cultures uh, behind. So um, in particular, the Ladino language really wasn't passed on to the next generations. I certainly grew up with a very, very strong sense of Ladino pride and that Ladino culture was a big part of my family history. It was definitely manifested in terms of family gatherings. We ate foods that had, um, you know, a sort of Greek Mediterranean vibe to it. All, all of our songs um, had, um, you know, words in this weird Spanish that I quickly understood to be Ladino. And I knew that I was different from some of my other 
peers. And I really valued that difference. And I, I loved the fact that my family had this interesting background um, and history. And I was frustrated, though, at the same time, because some of the culture wasn't um, transmitted to my parents' generation. Every time I asked an, an elder statesman of my family <laughs> questions about Latino culture, they either couldn't answer it because they'd forgotten or they didn't want to talk about it because they really wanted to concentrate on being American. So, you know, it was really difficult for me growing up because on the one hand, I, I, just, I loved my culture and I wanted to know more. And on the other hand, I just, I couldn't find the answers that I was looking for. So that frustration, um, luckily met this um, artistic side of me. Um, I had grown up simultaneously as um, a very serious classical Western musician. Um, and that's where Tanglewood comes in. <laughs> I was in their young vocal artist program. And for a long time, I really thought I was going to be an opera singer. And I just, I loved classical music so much. Um, and that took me to Israel where I was doing a summer program of the Tel Aviv opera. And I just, I happened to have an opera coach in Tel Aviv that also specialized in Ladino. I mean, the chances, (laughs) it was really serendipitous. And in between our opera coachings, he would uh, start teaching me the very classical, traditional Ladino repertoire. And I quickly realized that I preferred that over the opera. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, It took a couple of years. It wasn't a, you know, a sudden shift. But um, a couple of years later, indeed, I, I left the opera world to concentrate full time on Ladino music. But I, I knew that I wanted to present the Ladino music in a way that could also mesh with the fact that I am, you know, a, a, a modern, contemporary American woman. And the traditional music didn't necessarily speak to me in the way that, um, you know, I wanted to convey to the outside world. So I started doing one of two things. I started taking the traditional repertoire and, and reinterpreting it so that I would feel more comfortable with it. I also started writing my own music in the language, which um, is a lot more unusual because there, are, there aren't there are that many young people who are creating new music in this culture. So um, those two things have, have led me to where I am today. So um, I had um, someone on the show uh, a couple episodes ago, um, So, and she, she taught me about Yiddish. And, mm-hmm. and we and we've talked about some some Yiddish phrases that are almost common, right? Like oy vey and things like that. <laughs> are there any Ladino phrases like that or, or things that, that we could we could know or that we could start using? Is there anything that comes to mind like that? Oh, my gosh, there are so many. Um, so there are some longer phrases. I wouldn't say that there are any um, you know, single words like, you know, oy vey is is you know, a nice, well, like concise everyone's, everyone's got the oy vey down. <laughs> everyone's yeah. got the oy vey. Yeah. Um, so off the top of my head, um, you know, a single word, maybe not, but we have amazing proverbs and, and phrases. Um, you know, I think people sort of get a kick out of the fact that uh, often we're combining what sounds like Hebrew and Spanish. So instead of... 
um, like congratulations or good luck, you know, in, in Hebrew, we would say mazel tov. I mean, everybody knows that, right? right. And whether you're Jewish or not, right, right, right. Um, it's, made its, it's made its way into pop culture. So in Latino, we would say mazel bueno. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's something we would say. Um, certain words, as um, as native Spanish speakers, um, some people find our pronunciation very strange because, um, or they think that we're saying things wrong when in fact um, it's just the Ladino way. So yes. instead of muchas gracias, we, we have an N in the word muchas, so we say muchas gracias. Munch oh, wow, okay. Um, muchas gracias. So, um, uh, and we pronounce our J's. So instead of, for example, Iha, which would be girl, we say Ija. Um, so there are some really cool ways of pronouncing. Um, and uh, yeah, and thinking about Ladino words and phrases. Um, I mean, I, I could go very nerdy and deep into it, but oh, hopefully that, that answers you. No, that was, that was great. That was a great <laughs> answer. Mazel buena. I, I like that. Um, so, so you've taken all, all of your experience and, and being, learning Ladino and, and your musical experience and you've put it, you put out four records. Well, let's talk mm -hmm. about the most recent one, which is a kid's record. How, how yeah. did that come about? Well, it, it came out of, out of necessity, I would say, because I got pregnant uh -huh. and, um, I started singing some songs to my in utero child <laughs> and, um, I was looking for Ladino songs that I could sing to her and I came up short. There are some lullabies in the traditional repertoire that are beloved and that are beautiful, but you know, of the two or three that exist, um, you know, I was either getting bored of those or I just, I wanted a style of music that could also um, you know, sort of replicate the types of songs I was receiving from friends, you know, on gift. They were sending me gifts of children's music CDs, either in English or in other languages. And there was no equivalent for Ladino music. And you know, I thought to myself after a while, if, if I can't find this, and I reached out to colleagues all around the world, and really nothing like this exists. So I said, okay, well, there you have it. I'm going to have to write it myself. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and that's what I did. So it was really important to me to um, take themes that I, um, I thought would work no matter the language. So, you know, let's face it, nobody knows what Ladino is and or very few people well, do they, and very they few people do now. They, they do will now. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to make the album as easy and inclusive and palatable as possible. So I picked really easy themes, you know, the songs about waking up in the morning, songs about um, learning different body parts, songs about different meals you would eat at different times of the day, animals on a farm, good night rituals, things like that. And I made the lyrics, um, hopefully, easy to repeat. 
Um, there are a lot of um, you know call and response and repeatable lines. And I really wanted to make it fun and engaging for any age, young or old, and people of any background. You don't have to be of Sephardic Ladino heritage to enjoy this album. My philosophy is that um, good music is good music, no matter the language. So if you can pop your head, snap your fingers, tap your toes, it really doesn't matter what the language is. And that's hopefully what I've achieved with this record. I mean, obviously, I have a deeper message behind it all. Um, and you can actually sort of get that from the title, which is Hora de Despertar, which means on its face, it means time to wake up. And it's, it is the title track of the album, which for kids is just a fun song about waking up in the morning. But I think to the larger world, it's a bigger message about you know, it's time to wake up. We have to start teaching our children the cultures that we feel strongly about before they get lost, before it's too late. So wake up, everybody. Ladino culture is awesome, and we should all know something about it. Yeah, but that's a, that's a, a, a big, a big um, mission to put on yourself for this record, but I think that you're you're right, you know, that, that to... to, to teach the culture and to expose people to the culture is really important, especially now because of, you know, it's uh, because of technology and because of how fast the world moves. And we don't want beautiful, beautiful things like Ladino to get lost as we move forward. Yeah. Um, so but you you took it to a different level, too. Like not only did you, you know, write and record uh, a record of Ladino music, but you enhanced it in a way that's um, pretty, uh, pretty ambitious. And I'll let you explain what that means. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think that the music would be enough to get my message across. And so I had the whole album animated into a cartoon series. I worked with an animator, a friend of mine in Spain. And so there's a little mini-me Ladino superhero <laughs> who populates um, an entire cartoon series that um, accompanies the music. So that's one part of it. I also published a song book. Um, so anybody who wants to play along with the music can. And I also have a free teaching guide. So if you go onto my website, um, you can download the free teaching guide there. Yeah. I really want to make it as easy and fun yeah. as possible for people to be engaged with, with this music yeah, and this you, culture. You completely, you, like, you know, I didn't know about the songbook piece. I knew about the videos, but um, you really are making this as accessible as possible for, for people who want to take the step and learn a little bit more. Um, so I know that an artist never rests. So now that, <laughs> what, what's next? What's coming up next for you? What's in the pipeline? Any concerts or things that you want to talk about? Sure. So um, the response so far has been really positive to this project, and I definitely want to take it another step forward. So I think the next album I've already started working on is going to be a family um, holiday album. Cool. So it's not going to be holiday songs that um, uh, or holidays that that are sort of normal holidays. These are sort of off the beaten track holidays, and I've picked themes that. Um, I still think are, are really fun and, and will resonate with 
with people of any culture and background and I'm really excited about it. It might be a little bit more on the bilingual side. I might actually have a little bit more English um, in it. So it's going to be sort of English, Ladino, really in, uh, reinforcing some Sephardic themes. Um, and I, I want to just integrate a, a, a whole bunch of things together to make it even more accessible to a wider population. And are you uh, are you taking bookings to, to go places to perform of some of this kids? Of course. Work? Okay, cool. Of so, course. <laughs> so yeah, how, how can be in touch. Uh, how can people how can people find you and be in touch? Sure. So um, off my website is probably the easiest. www dot sarah s a r a h r o s d a r o e s t e dot com and i come along with a band or i do solo presentations i work with um communities and um, people of all ages so i definitely do work with adults and i also do work with kids and i also work with organizations doing staff trainings and really just um you know doing anything i can to help support a community integrate this very important part of world history into whatever curricula or programs that, that they're designing you know a lot of people think that ladino culture is um this very uh, either ancient or exotic uh, culture but in fact um it's it's still you know, a living breathing culture today and it's also a really important part of, of world culture the spanish inquisition was one of the most major events of modern history that um, really redefined the the geography of, of Europe and beyond and it's sort of gotten forgotten in history books along the way and to be a citizen of today and to really understand global cultures and how um, a lot of different cultures get intertwined you know for example Ladino involves a lot of different languages melded together but it's also a lot of different um, rhythms and melodies from east to west and it's just this beautiful hybrid culture that i think is particularly resonant in today's world and i think to be a, a citizen of of the world <laughs> it's important to to learn about this stuff cool um well sarah i can't thank you enough for for taking the time to talk to me i'm i'm inspired by the project that you are undertaking and wish you nothing but the best and if you ever 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 want to come back and and talk music ladino whatever it is you are more than welcome to come back to the podcast thank you so much this has been delightful thank you no problem thank you Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the debut Good Stuff Sports segment. Hope you enjoyed 4 Plus 1 and really hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Sarah Aroeste. It was a really, really fascinating, really, really good talk. You can find everything that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast at www.goodstuffpod.com. You can be a buddy to the show. Share it with a friend. You can be a double buddy to the show. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. And now, here is Sarah Aroeste's song, Las Comidas. Talk to you very, very soon. Me
Stuff.